Assalamu alaikum, peace be with you. You're listening to Cup of Parenting podcast and I'm your host Aisha, a pediatric speech and language therapist, mom of seven and parenting coach here in the UK. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Inshallah, this week we are going to be talking about self-improvement. It's coming to the end of the year and usually at the end of the year, in the last month, what I like to do is do a little self-assessment and a review on what I might have achieved in my personal life, what targets I might have had, have I achieved what I wanted to do and always thinking about how I can better myself for next year inshallah. So I just write down my targets and I review my targets from last year and it's a really good exercise that you can take time out to do. I would highly recommend it. Now from an Islamic perspective let's have a think about what self-improvement is and why it's important to even do this. So self-improvement refers to the intentional act of bettering yourself and the conscious effort an individual makes to enhance their skills, their well-being, their emotional health, their skills, their abilities, their habits and how they can improve them. And it's a continuous process of personal development. So it's not just something that you learn and you stop. It's thinking about things that you should be continually learning and developing. And it's this idea that you should believe that you can grow, you've got the capacity to grow um, and the willpower to grow and make yourself better in all different kinds of aspects. One of the things to think about is your personal growth and your fulfillment. So the idea is if you have active and meaningful goals in your life, which as Muslims you have a generic overall sense of why we are here in the dunya anyway and we do see this life as a test, but if you have more specific goals to you yourself personally and how you're achieving things then it means that when you're living your day-to-day life you're doing it with purpose and it means that you are then working towards something and once you have something written down like a goal that you're working towards that means that you'll find the skill set in order to be able to reach the goal as well inshallah and by doing this you'll have more purpose in your life but you'll also have a more satisfying life because you can see that you are or aren't you reaching your goals and you can also see what you might need to do in order to change that Another really important thing is increasing your self-awareness. Self-awareness is when you can sit down, look at yourself and you can engage in self-improvement activities and you can look at an understanding of your own strengths, your own weaknesses, your own values and your own beliefs. So there's lots of different ways that you can do this just depending on which model you want to use and how you want to approach it. But if you can sit down and actually look at those four key areas, especially at your strengths and weaknesses, then you'll be in a position to improve. Because if you can't be self-critical, you know, you can't accept that you might not be the best at everything or perfect in everything, then there's no way that you can quantify that or make an action plan towards improving it. So that's like the first step is to identify and recognize that there needs to be self-development but when looking at self-improvement sit down and look at your own self and I find an easy way to do this is just look at what you've achieved in the last 12 months of the calendar year if you're going by the Gregorian calendar and you, you don't have to it's just that it's if for me personally because it's the end of the year it's just an easy way to do it so 
you can write down what you you know is there one significant thing you've achieved in certain months or at certain points throughout the year was there something you were supposed to do but you couldn't do this can be related to studying it could be related to your family it could be related to your job just whatever is important to you personally Another aspect of self-improvement is enhancing your emotional intelligence. I've talked about emotional intelligence before and why it is so important. And this is when you can understand and manage your own emotions and also the way you interact with other people when it comes to emotions. So if you can be empathetic with them and when you can develop and grow your emotional intelligence this is going to be really really good in terms of your personal relationships in terms of your social interactions and this in turn will have obviously a significant effect on your life if you think you can control your emotions and you can understand your emotions i'm not saying that you have to be happy all the time it's about understanding when you are for example, overwhelmed or stressed or anxious, understanding the triggers behind that, understanding how you can change how you're feeling or what to do in those situations, how to react. This is all really important for self-improvement because it means that if you can understand these things, you can then change these things if you need to, or you can just be aware of them and that will impact your relationship with other people, inshallah. Another one is imagine managing your own self-control. There's a famous hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ said, The strong man is he who when he gets angry and his face reddens and his hair stands on end is able to defeat his anger. This hadith talks about the concept of inner strength and self-control. It suggests that the true might is demonstrated when an individual can overcome their anger and maintain composure. There's another hadith as well in which the Prophet ﷺ said, The strong man is not the one who can wrestle, but the man is in fact the one who controls himself in a fit of rage. Both of these are really important because they talk about inner strength and they talk about self-control and the mastery of your emotions. And that is the true strength of character, not the person who's just physically strong and can win in a fight. It's actually a lot harder to you know hold your tongue to control your emotions to control your anger and to walk away even in the parenting workshops i do i explain to the parents that the rational part of the brain is not even developed in children until all the way to the age of about 25 therefore it's never a good idea to start parenting at a time where you're upset and fired up and they're upset and fired up and you're thinking irrationally and they're not using the right part of the brain to do this Another aspect of self-improvement is thinking about your health and well-being. Now more than ever, we should be thinking about our diet. We should be thinking about our environment. We should be thinking about whether we are physically healthy or not. As you get older, this is even more so important, especially if you have other people who depend on you, like children or even, you know, you might have elderly parents or whatnot. And even for yourself, you want to make sure that you're emotionally, physically, spiritually fit and healthy so think about whether there's anything that you need to do in order to change your diet we do live in a society where sometimes we do what's easy or sometimes you know you might eat what's easy and it might not be the healthiest option also when it comes to exercise you might be neglecting this because it might not be really important for you right now but it might be something that you regret in your later years and it might be too late for you to do something so really think about whether you yourself are fit and healthy and do what's manageable for you. It doesn't mean that you necessarily need to go out to go to a gym, for example, to get physically fit and healthy. It might be something that you can even do at home. It might be that you just start taking more walks as a starting point. Whatever it is that you need to do 
try and think about this in the bigger picture of self-improving yourself. Now, as Muslims, we're really lucky because when it comes to self-improvement, this isn't something that's separate from the deen. Rather, it's actually something that's all, already ingrained in your daily practice and in what you do. So for example, you do the five daily prayers, you offer your salah, and when you do this, you're already conscious of the time and you're already conscious that you have to do it within a certain time frame throughout the day. There are specific time frames in order for you to offer the prayers in. By doing these prayers on time, you are already working on your self-control and your self-development because you're making sure that you do something for Allah at a specific time. And you're taking time out of your day, whatever it is that you're doing in order to do this. This, this is something that you um, control. There are also rules around fasting, for example. So when you fast, you refrain from certain things such as food and drink. And you have a lot of self-discipline. This all helps with your self-improvement because you're quite specific at how you keep the fast and everybody follows these rules. And this is also helping you to self-improve. You know that you're accountable to Allah for these actions that you're doing. So these are things that, alhamdulillah, you already usually do. By self-improving and working on your personal development, you are able to have adaptability and resilience in your daily life. If the more you work on it, the more you can deal with uncertain situations or challenging situations, things that might upset you in your life. If you know how to deal with them and you're equipped with how to deal with them, you can have coping mechanisms in place to be able to deal with life's ups and downs that everybody experiences. So if you really think about, actually, I'm going to go out and learn this skill of how to do this, that will also help you be a better person. Because remember, no matter what happens in situations, you can't always necessarily or usually control what the other person does or what the other person says or how the other person reacts. But you can be responsible for your own actions, for your own emotions and how you are with people what you say what steps you take so you know if you can train yourself to be calm in any situation obviously in human we are human beings and sometimes quite dramatic and upsetting things might happen but the more you can train yourself to be adaptable and flexible to deal with even a certain situations the better you will become um, and and the more this will improve your life inshallah we know that usually by working on self-development and self-improving you can have better chances at your career and just in life in general you know generally if you study something and you self study continuously you have academic success but it doesn't just stop for when you finished college or university it might be often later on in life you might want to switch what you're doing or you might want to do something else and in this case you might need to learn a new set of skills you might need to study specific topics and if you're open to doing this and putting in the time and the effort and the energy that it takes this could open up new doors for you sometimes what happens is you have your mind focused on doing one particular career or one particular path and when this doesn't work out you become obsessed with doing it even though it might be difficult and even though it might not be the best thing for you to do. I'm not saying don't work hard at achieving something if it becomes tough. But sometimes people spend years and years and years pursuing something that might not be the best option for them. Whereas if you have a more open mindset to think, actually, if this doesn't work out, I have a backup plan, I have a plan B. 
that I can also pursue, then that'll be best for you, inshallah. So if you, you should always be open for learning and for developing anyway. Another point is the positive impact on relationships. Those people who can work on self-improvement actively tend to cultivate really positive relationships, not only with their spouses, but also with their children and people around them. And this means that, you know, they're more empathetic, they have more better relationship, they have more understanding about their own interactions with other people. Sometimes you meet people and you feel like, oh, they're not somebody that can understand me or they're not somebody that I can have a long or deep conversation with or you might change how you interact because you might feel like I don't want to upset I don't want to offend these people so if you can become a person where actually you are quite empathetic to people and you're quite open and aware of the situation and what people are trying to tell you if you become a good listener and they can come and approach you and speak to you about things or you can just not be extremely reactive, which some people are in certain situations. That'll then improve your relationships with other people. And the more positive relationships you can have with people around you, the more better and improved your life will be. Because think about when sometimes, you know, you might be surrounded by people who are negative or not nice. You want to distance yourself from people. And now imagine that you're that person that people are distancing from. You become a lonely person or a person that people might not even want to spend time in your company or just spend time really briefly and then they want to disappear because they don't enjoy being in your company. So if you can improve how you are and, be, and the first step towards doing that is being self-aware of your own positives and your own negatives and how you react to other people and finally I would say that look and think about the next 12 months where do you want to inshallah ideally be in the next 12 months if possible it's always good to have a goal to work towards and reverse engineer go backwards and say well it's 12 months from now so what do I need to start doing and when do I need to start doing it by if you have realistic expectations and goals in place there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to achieve your targets but oftentimes we just might have an ambition or a thought or something we really want to do but we don't actually have a proper action plan and if you don't have an action plan or you don't have it written down there's no way you're going to do it so really think about what you want to achieve who does it involve? What does it involve? Are finances involved? Do you need certain materials and resources to get there? And think about how can I get there? And think about what you've already done in the past 12 months and say, you know, what went well, alhamdulillah, and what was difficult or challenging? Or have I changed my mind about things? As I've said, sometimes people be stuck in the same routine for years and years and years just because they don't have the confidence to change or they procrastinate and think I'm not good enough to change. That kind of thinking won't get you anywhere and I would highly recommend that if you do need to pivot in your life or do go in a different direction or take some change and if that's the best thing that you feel is going to work out for you then just say bismillah make a plan and go for it. If you don't take action don't move forward don't do anything then of course you're not going to achieve your goals or get there or have this dream of yours come to reality whereas if you're quite purposeful and think about it and write things down, have good intention and work towards it, then you, there's no reason why you're not going to have a better chance of achieving it, inshallah. I hope you're all successful with your goals and I'll see you next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.